Hello and welcome to Bits and PCs episode 33. Um, we're back with the, what I like to think of as the A-Team. Uh, I'm joined tonight by uh, Beastie and by Clarky. Hello. Hello. And uh, Proton has taken a well-earned rest after his marathon three-hour session of last week. Uh, which was actually incredibly interesting to listen to, so I'm not going to slate it at all because I really enjoyed it. Um, right, fellas, we haven't been together for a few weeks, so how, how's everyone been? Beastie, you been all right? I've been all right. Um, started a new job this week, oh. um, so that's been interesting. So I'm no longer commuting uh, 100 miles a day and now commuting about three or four miles a day, which is lovely. Ah. Um, and, uh, and in the coming weeks, I'll have to talk about some interesting games I'm playing because of the job change shenanigans. Ah, man on the inside. Yeah, absolutely. So be good. Um, but you know, it's, uh, it's I've been I've been well. Excellent, Clarky. I've not been up to much really. I bought myself a PlayStation Three. Hey, <laughs> oh, did you? I did. Yeah. PlayStation Four gets announced. He goes out and buys a three. Uh, it was a week before. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's about it for me. Not being up to much. Okie dokie. What about yourself? Me? Oh, God. What have I been up to? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I've been working and then playing, and that's basically been it. And it's just the whole thing of having a two-year-old daughter just sapping your life away. Just everything merges into one, really. You know? mm-hmm. right. Reselling it, really. Yeah, it. sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the um, the, the podcast for, for future parents to be listening to. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so let's crack on with what we've been playing. Um, Clarky and I have some some games in common, so we're going to leave leave us till till afterwards. So Beastie, um, got some interesting ones on here. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, Terra um, went free to play a few weeks ago. I think I can't remember exactly when. And I thought, you know, what? I never really tried it when it when it came out. So I thought I'd just give it a while. I thought it was free. I'll just download it and get going. Um, it's I mean, it's a very bizarre game. Um, there's there, there's no getting away from it. It's quite a pretty game. Uh, it, it looks all shiny. It looks very Asian themed throughout, really. Um, but as as a free to play kind of access goes, it's actually quite nicely done. There's, there's not too many barriers. It's pretty easy to get in, and there's no not much of an issue signing up and get get playing. They've definitely done a good job. And this is the MMO, isn't it? Terror. This is the MMO, yeah, Terra. Um, anyway, so the game itself is. Where do I start with, really? I mean, the the combat. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go with the, what's good, and then we'll get into the obscure stuff <laughs> okay. later. Mm. The combat is. Is good fun. I mean, it's designed straight out the box that you can take on multiple mobs at the same time. You can do combos and hit loads of things. It's kind of the opposite of Guild Wars 2 in a way. That where Guild Wars 2, you have to be quite cautious, particularly early on, about getting you're going to get killed. Mm. Um, yeah, I I don't think I got killed once in this, and I even kind of stretched the difficulty in uh, about how many things I was trying to kill. Um, th- it's nicely done in that regard, and the quests are quite nice positioned, but it feels very, very fami- um, familiar, but not in an exciting way. More familiar, like, okay, I've been here, done this. It feels very much, not so grindy, it's, it's certainly the least grindy Asian-themed, um, so Asian, Asian-made Asian MMO I've played. That's not saying a great deal, Beast. No, I know it's not. Um, but it still feels quite grindy. I mean, it does feel quite... Uh, 
oh, another one to kind of, oh, yeah, go, go kill these mobs and go and kill these trees. Oh, I'll go back. I need to go and kill these trees again for some other reason. Mm. Um, is there any and, sort of a difference to the combat system, or is it again, is it these sort of hot bars and cooldowns? They've tried. I mean, to be honest, it does feel a bit more mobile. It's kind of a little bit more mobile than Guild Wars 2 because you have a lot of combos um, and you can. Different classes can evade through targets. Some can block. Some do uh, kind of will slow a target down as their kind of evasion block maneuver. Um, and it's quite, I mean, it's quite good in that way. And the combat is probably the, it's, its strongest part because of the fact that you, it's quite combo related. You're kind of you can use one set of spells to or or skills to attack, and then you can go into the next one, and then the next one, and the next one, and you, you can use a space bar to time them, and it's all about kind of, you, a lot of time holding the key down to build up power and then attack with it, and things. So it's it's quite nicely done. Because I'm quite still, you know, I, I've played pretty much every MMO that's been out since WoW. I was day one on WoW, and I, I'm amazed there hasn't been more innovation in the MMO mm. yeah. control schemes more than anything else. I mean, I got really excited when Age of Conan came out just because they were trying something a little bit different with mm-hmm. kind of timed attacks and stuff and having to kind of... It's almost like QTEs on the keyboard, wasn't it, with Age of Conan? And then, yeah. you know, Guild Wars have tried something slightly different where they've split them into different kind of skill sets and stuff. And, but no one seems to have taken that... I'm sure there's masses of masses of technical sort of stuff behind it. But no one seems to have taken the bold step of saying, right, actually, we're going to... You know, because when pe- people are talking about Elder Scrolls Online, the first yep. thing I want is I want Skyrim, yeah, Skyrim online. Online, which is not going to be. Which is not going to be. You know, no. the reason why they've showed all those gameplay videos and strangely enough left the HUD out the way is because it just shows you this is going to be another, another tap, hot bar tap, down. Exactly, yeah, and I don't want that anymore. And I'm surprised we haven't managed to move on from that anymore. Well, there's interesting. There's actually a video about. Um, I think it's called. It's, it's basically it reference this guy talking about how MMOs um, have have a real problem, and it's it related to a story about Michael Jordan in the NBA, and about how basically, every, like like everyone trying to emulate the success of Michael Jordan, both for sponsorship and its and its kind of outside business success, and all the all the relations around it, and basically saying that World of Warcraft was the Michael Jordan. And everyone basically tried to replicate it, and it had yeah, the same, same thing. You could say the same thing about something like Barcelona. Everyone wants to try and play like Barcelona, and you know, yeah, that that kind of thing. But I mean, even games like people have tried to do it with. I think the Secret World, for example, tried to do it by changing the focus of it, so it's more about investigations and a more kind of cerebral MMO, if you want. But sure. they still stuck to a cool, you know, cooldowns and hot bars, which was just again. I want something to push the envelope a little bit and come up with something else and, and do something else, which is why games like, I think, Planetside and uh, even things like MechWarrior Online, that those sort of almost FPS MMOs are getting there because they're becoming more almost like online RPG yeah. factors. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be, I mean, that's going to be interesting to see what happens with um, Defiance as, as a mm. kind of a multi-format, but effectively a, a skill-based shooter you're you're playing online with 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 your mates you're playing pvp you're doing your missions together but effectively you move your mouse to target somebody and that's what you're doing you're not actually tabbing or uh, churning out combos or evading combat in a 
kind so of derivative work. That's coming up fairly soon, isn't it? Because it's got a time uh, April, TV, second so of April. Like, so yeah. yeah, we've got about yeah five six weeks, um, and that's going to be interesting how well that goes down as that dynamic. But you, you're absolutely right. They, there isn't enough innovation. I mean, getting the kind of back to terror, the only innovation I can really say is just the insanity, non bonkersness of the the race choices you have is <laughs> okay. just ridiculous um the my character i built effectively was a battle hamster nice <laughs> you're selling it to me already yeah i know, I know. <laughs> battle hamster yeah i'd say effectively if i could have a samurai gerbil i'm all over it, <laughs> it basically you've got you've you've got humans <laughs> um and then you've got these slightly different humans i can't remember they're slightly elvish e but something not uh-huh. um these kind of demonic looking race then you actually have elves themselves um very high fantasy uh, style um then you've got these more obscure things they do there's kind of like a colossal race like it looks like a giant kind of actually looks like a kind of a Talk about Skyrim a minute ago, the kind of Skyrim kind of dwarven soldier uh, yes, type weird yeah. thing. Have anyone who's played um, World of Warcraft and can remember the kind of Alderman kind of style yep. uh, golem type? That's what it is, weird. Um, and then you've got these this animal race, which is. I, I chose a hamster, but I could have been a dog or a panda or a cat. So please or, tell me you get the, to travel around your fast travel devices like a little globe, a little ball that you can go in and sort of screw yourself across the, the countryside. No, I didn't, that get that st- I didn't get to that stage. I was oh, actually just running around myself. That'd be lovely. Um, but, then you've, the but then they've got their controversial class. Oh, God, here we go. Um, I can't remember the official name. It's kind of like the Aline or something like that, but that's not what they're called in by anybody referring to them in the game in the chat. Right. They are... Effect- they're, 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 um, kind of affectionately known as the pedo class, oh, pedo race, um, <laughs> and you you only have a choice. You can't shape between male and female. You only can choose female. Oh dear. And they are basically little Sk- girls. Oh dear. School uniforms. Um, effectively, skirts very very short. Um, they kind of got like kind of they kind of got like a kind of a podgy kind of cherub look to them. And they also have like animal features. They got animal ears and tails only, but that, that and nothing else about them is. Um, animalistic, it's a bit, but you think why have we done this? And if I remember correctly, I think they actually censored it back from what it was actually like in the original Asian version, but it still looks kind of massively inappropriate. So you've, you've travelled about the world of terror. How many of people have chosen this as their class? Um, so, not as many as you think. God for that. Um, <laughs> most people are quite dull and always go for humans or elves. Yeah. Um, there wasn't many battle hamsters or battle poodles or similar either. See, that's exactly where I'd go. It was, that's why I went. I mean, you had no choice. I mean, it was it was awesome. I thought, yeah, I'm going for that. Um, it, I mean, I mean, I, I I'd say for free to it's free to play. Yes, it's worth a punt. I'd say give it a go, take, take, try, try. I mean, I, I wanted, I was kind of felt a bit like I need to play another MMO and I wanted to try it out. Mm. Um, so it's good to play it. I, I only played it for like a week or two, and I kind of had enough of it, uh, really. Yeah, I get like MMOs, and I kind of I just uninstalled it, and I thought, sod it, I'm not going to bother. Um, and that was kind of affected more by my next game. It's kind of it kind of felt felt that kind of MMO void in a single player way, which was um, uh, the Dragonborn um, expansion for Skyrim. Yes, 
Um, and since kind of playing that, I mean, in fact, even League of Legends has fallen off the kind of the side for at least a week now, a week and a half. Mm. Um, oh, I don't think I played it at all. Well, you want to send this to John then, really, don't you? <sighs> I, I, I think it's futile. <laughs> <laughs> um, keep, keep in mind, basically, your Raptor stat save spent one day and 13 hours on League of this Legends month, so yeah, far this month. I know. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, uh, I see that right in front of me. <laughs> Um, but I think um, Skyrim will be fighting for that. But no, I, I, I'm, I'm back in Skyrim again, and completely ingrained into it. In fact, um, I actually started playing my original main character who I did the main quest with. Because mm. I think you've got to do a big chunk of the main quest to actually get access to the Dragonborn um, yeah, quest line. So. Um, it takes you over to the Morrowind land when you do get it. Okay. Um, it's very Lovecraftian in its uh, theme, uh, very Cthulhu. I don't want to obviously ruin for people, but there are, there is things that are, you, they've clearly to come straight out of that, of that, uh, that kind of soul fantasy. It's very obscure, kind of like mind bending things happen. It's quite different to the other kind of, and if any, any older scrolls content I've really come across. And what about the actual, cause I've heard a lot about the, both well, all the DLC for Skyrim and Skyrim is one of those games, as was Oblivion before it and Morrowind before that, where I cane that game for like two or three weeks before the realization dawns on me that actually I'm doing the same thing again and again and again. You know, I'm going yeah. to a cave or a hole in the ground. I'm going through a predetermined set of caverns and corridors, killing the same sort of beasties, get to a final door, all surprise, surprise, and go in there for the end boss fight, and then I walk out the other end with either, you know, some riches, basically. And that's kind of what Skyrim felt for me. Even even when you're following the, the quest lines of, the, you know, the Mage's Guild or the Thieves' Guild, which are normally the best ones to go for. The Thieves' Guild certainly is normally the best storyline and, and most interesting types of quests, but they're always the same. Uh, I, I I can't pretend as well. I think you're probably I think you're probably right. I think they're just like that. They're very um, uh, they can feel very kind of MMO grindy sometimes because really there's a lot of that. Um, Don't get me wrong. I, I think it does it well, and I think you know for the, the fact that it takes you about two or three weeks to suddenly kind of go, hang on. <laughs> yeah, this is yeah. getting a little monotonous now. Does does the DLC does Dragonborn bring anything different to it that kind of you know raises the game or makes the, the mission slightly more interesting or you know mixes I, I, up I, I, mm, not so far that i can see if i'm honest with you okay. um, i mean there's no doubt but if you enjoy skyrim you're going to enjoy this there's that, that that's it really um i i can't pretend that it's drastically different it's got some different things happening in it certainly there's a level of, of how surreal it is that it, is yeah. definitely different, but it's not really different from what we're what from what we're referring to. I know exactly what you mean. Um, it's kind of magic can hold, and because I've had such a long break, if I'm honest with you, um, since I last played it, yeah. it's made it quite easy for me to to kind of start playing again. In fact, what I did is I did the main quest line in Dragonborn, then I actually made another character and started doing. Um, I never really made a mage character, particularly in yeah. my first set of playthroughs. I made different other other types of character, I made like an assassin and a warrior, and then a, a kind of a all-out like kind of 
my main my main guy had like everything that was pretty awesome. I never I never really made a, a kind of pure magic user, and I'm kind of trying that out. So I'm end up doing the mage storyline now, which I think I've pretty much finished. Um, but it's kind of thing games that you I kind of really get into and play for ages and ages and ages, and then I'll stop completely. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm now I'm getting that thinking. I'm one of these people that's sort of like, I now I now I'm hearing you talk about things. Oh, I might go and reget that because I I double dipped on it. I bought it on the 360 first. And then when I got my new rig, I rebuilt uh, it on, yeah. on, on Steam because of the mods that you get for it. So yeah. high texture mods and you get all sorts of different things. You know, the one where the, <laughs> you basically you put the Death Star in, in place of the moon. You look up <laughs> in the night sky and it's the Death Star, partially built Death Star sitting up there, just like above Endor. And you're just like, this is awesome. And there were lots yeah. of, they did some really, the mods, the mod scene for Skyrim is just awesome it's, and it's so easy to do if you go to the right places and stuff and i'm not going to start listing them off now but it's if anyone's got this on pc and they're not using the mods they're doing something wrong because there are yeah, some yeah, awesome agree. awesome bits of kit out there but the um i think i'm running about 32 mods at the moment yeah and they're brilliant you just end up stacking and stacking and stacking and stacking loads have you, have you know about the super mario brothers one no, I'd be honest. I try and keep it quite as as tight as I can to the theme. It's more about. Kind I of do. Theme. I mean, the, the 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 Death Star one was a little bit of. I just oh, I've got to have that. It doesn't really but affect I've, the game. I, no, but I've I've steered away from sort of turning swords into lightsabers and things like that. I've I've, yeah. I've kept away from that. There's a <laughs> there's a brilliant um, PC gamer do a, an article at the back, which is basically one of their their writers is playing Skyrim as an illusionist. And has very very strict rules, where basically they're not allowed to use. The, you know, their profession is that they're a mage, they're an illusionist, and therefore they can't use any weapons. They can only use the magic of illusion, and he's not allowed to kill people directly, and all this sort of stuff. And he he's basically he's been playing this game for about six months. He's only at level ten <laughs> because he's, yeah, everything surprised. he does, he has to really really think about how he's going to approach this and how he's going to do this and. The, the tales that he, you know, he tells, it's one of the funniest articles I've ever read. It's a long running sort of for the last uh, six or seven months worth of, of, of um, PC Gamer magazine. And it's brilliant. I urge anybody to go and, go and kind of hunt them out because they're fantastic. Really no, funny. You, Laugh out loud funny. The stuff you are, you're right. I have, I have read that article. I didn't know he was still doing it, actually. <clears throat> yeah, he's um, still still going and he's still only about level 10. Well, and then, and then, I mean, I think my mage has gone from level 1 to he's level 14 now. And I've only been playing him for a few days. Yeah. So I think that's shows how how, how little progress is, is yeah, yeah. I think maybe that's something people you know I, I love the fact that skyrim gives you that opportunity those abilities yeah. to sort of how do you want to play this game it is open world in that sense of you know we've given you all these tools you can go anywhere you want you don't have to pick a particular class at the beginning you want to go and hit somebody with a sword you do that if you want to go and be a complete you know how do you want to tell this story yourself and that's brilliant but um i just wish there was a little more to it, a little more bite to it. No, and I, I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. I, and I, I can't pretend that it, it falls, it fixes those those issues. But I think that's that's just what the game is. Um, mm. But I think that's why uh, I'd really love to see it being this kind of not so an MMO, but I'd love the idea of it, if you'd be able to invite four or five mates. Yeah, I think if you of, could make it some kind of co-op, even if it's like great. ten player, twelve player co-op, so you could do like you know mass attacks on. Um, outposts and cars or what, something like that where you can just get your mates involved and do it I mean I'm really hoping somebody's going to come out with a mod for it that allows you to do that because that would just be I something I think there is a really mod to play mod but I understand it's very very buggy um, um, look. but yeah I think we should have to have a look at so your next one on your list um, 
it's slightly different. I, I, the last couple of games, talking about, luckily, luckily, I haven't really had a chance to play as much. Well, actually, we'll, we'll get to it. Um, Suing Dogs, um, I picked up. I picked up for about seven pounds. I think on one of the Steam sales a couple of weeks ago. Um, I haven't really played it a great deal. I kind of joined into the game, but it's actually going to link them to. It's one of the reasons why I'm thinking of doing something in the tech section because um, what I found was it's the first game I've come across that actually seems to tax my graphics card. Um, And I think it's to do with it's fine. I'm understanding there's some kind of uh, kind of full screen um, anti-aliasing going across the system that seems to somehow really murder a graphics card so as soon as you turn that off it runs quite smoothly but it kind of it's like mm, okay maybe i need to think about about upgrading i mean i have to think about this quite carefully but well, i kind of get to that um in the tech section but you yeah, know i've had a, a quick um blast at not very long at all really um it's quite interesting i mean i've, I've got a feeling it's going to be very I, i'm feeling very much that it's, this is going to Fall in the kind of Saints Row. Um, Not quite that bad. Uh, do you like John GTA Woo series? Films, the old John Woo, Woo films? Like no, I do. Yeah, I do. Like I do. It's like playing a John Woo film. It's the same cliched storyline, but it's still enough to pull you through the game. And the, everything about it is just. You can see the love that's gone into making it, put it that way. It just feels like. You know, there's, it, there's so much okay. to do. It's going to be lots of like, you killed my brother. Um, must vengeance, yeah, must kind of stuff like that. Yeah, but it's just it's you know again it, it suffers from the same thing that all GTA esque games suffer from, which is like side quests tend to get a bit repetitive after a while because they're the same sort of thing. Yeah, um, you know, um, go and find this car, drive it somewhere, steal it, whatever, do that kind of thing. Um, but the actual game itself, just just the the hoot that you can have driving you know cars around that city. It's just brilliant fun. The, the storyline is brilliant. The combat's okay. Uh, I found it a lot easier in the old GTA games, but um, I really... I, it's one of my... I just think it's a brilliant... It was a real sl- sort of surprise hit for me last year. I wasn't expecting anything from it and came away as being one of my favourite games of the year. No, well, it, it can be interesting. It, it, it looks quite good. I've, uh, I actually got it with my PlayStation Plus membership on the PS3. Um, I haven't actually played it yet. What's uh, the missus have you, have has actually you, been playing it? I was going to say, as long as you downloaded it and you got it and that, you know, not I downloaded have, yeah. it, bought it, then you you get well, set for life. Yeah, it, 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 it was quite funny because she sort of came in and said, "Well, can I can I have a go on this?" I said, "Well, what do you want to go on?" I thought well, we'll put little little big planet two on because uh, cute she, early game. Yeah, she 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 likes a platformer, and <laughs> within about five minutes, she was uh, ready for throwing the controller on the floor, and I thought, okay. And so she was started browsing through the games. Because what, what what about that one, Sleeping Dogs? <laughs> and I just immediately thought back to a point when I tried to talk her through the training mission in Modern Warfare Two, and we ended up having a row. And I just <laughs> thought, I thought, right, go on, put it on there. But no, she she actually seems to be quite enjoying it. And uh, she wasn't, she wasn't disappointed. She wasn't disappointed that it wasn't some kind of dog simulator or yeah, anything. Connectables or something. Well, no, not at all. <laughs> no, she seems uh, she seems to be quite enjoying that. So, maybe we'll bring her on for a review in the future. I do. Right? So, how much have you played of it, Beast? You know, oh, not very great. Not great. I mean, probably only the first hour of it, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I mean, it's one of those things because I kind of got distracted by other things. I, I, it was a couple of weeks ago, and I was kind of like, that's when I started playing Terror. I just, I just, I felt like just kind of trying a few different games. In fact, another game actually I did pick up, which I forgot to mention on um, on the running order, was I picked up um the slender oh. um 
the what was it the arrival beta i think it's called um i've actually only a couple of quid right from their website it's kind of very cheap um if you pre-order um and you get instant access to the beta version of the game and you played that briefly oh god fucking hell it's one of these kind of games that i know is going to freak the hell out of me right i'm not playing um, it there you go you just completely straight away not playing it yeah i played i played the original slender and that creeps me out nope not playing it <laughs> no, I don't care who calls me a fucking wizard. I cannot. I hate scary games. I couldn't it, play through fear. The, 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 first, the first time I turned around, he just stood right behind me. I was like, ah. I can't do it. Oh. It's very. It's a very bizarre thing because films don't bother me at all. Oh, um, I still. I still have. You know, if I'm covered a late night session down there in front of the, you know, the computer or whatever, and I go upstairs, I, I still have flashbacks. To things like. Um, you know uh, the sixth sense and stuff like that. I, still, oh, I am not good with horror. Well, you're, you're, you're turning the lights off at night and waiting uh-huh. for all the cupboards to open in the kitchen before you go. Upstairs. Oh, don't. So just thanks. <laughs> yeah, cheers. That's really um, Well, let's not. Let's let's go to the other end of the spectrum with my Actually, last last game. I don't know why I'm playing this, but honest with you, because it's not really a game. I don't. You said, you said playing as if you're still. Yeah. Playing. And I am still playing. I don't know why. Um, the Simpsons tapped out on the uh, iPad. Um, I, I, I don't know what this really is meant to be. Um, I don't know why I'm still playing it after Isn't a few it weeks. Farmville in The Simpsons. I, I guess so. I mean, there's no reason to do it. I mean, I mean it sounds uh, like lol to me. <laughs> no, it's not. If only it was like lol. If only it's, it's not. It's not. I mean, you literally are just literally going round and round and round every few hours, collect, tapping on the screen to collect money from the various things you've done with of characters in The Simpsons doing things you tell them to do in a very much oh Homer two hours he'll sit in the pool or four hours he'll go and do this and eight hours work in the nuclear power plant and blah 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 but you're not actually doing anything you're literally apart from this clicking on a button saying do that it's not like, I mean I mean it really is the kind of bottom feeder of video games uh, I mean <laughs> oh, I don't know why I'm playing it I, 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 I don't really understand um, I recommend it really not to play it I mean I'm I've always been a fan of Simpsons since I was a kid, and that was kind of what brought me into it. In fact, one of the guys I used to work with was so into it, he completely finished the game, had everything from the from the game in his in his little kind of Springfield version that he'd come up with. And there's, there's some elements of humour which are quite good in it, but the actual game itself is just non-existent. I mean, you're, what it probably is just a fun transaction side of it as well. Is there? I presume there's some kind of microtransaction side to it. There, there is. I mean, it's quite. Uh, I wouldn't say intrusive, but you you have to be, you have to be very very patient not to monetize if that makes sense mm-hmm. because a lot of stuff certainly early on where you can't do anything for a day at nothing and you're like right great um I'll just wait then that's, um, just, that's, that's you know I don't understand how you even managed to do that because I'll just be like well so hang on a second I want to play you you're a game you're telling me I can't for an for a day like, yeah, in, in all honesty away. in honesty it's more like a a game of oh, I'll just check my email and delete the ones I don't want. Okay. That, that is that's the kind of the, the level it's of the game. spam of video games is what. You're yeah, saying. it is. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's like well, there is. I'm I'm going onto this because my my things notify me I have something to do in it, like it would do. <laughs> let me know I had an email to look at and ignore. Uh, it's, it's very bizarre. I don't know why I'm playing it at all. 
Um, I, I'm, I might, maybe I'll delete it. Maybe just uninstall it, so I won't have to think about it again. But just don't play it, guys. Please spare your souls. Oh, I'll try not to. <laughs> Eat my shorts. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> oh, fair enough, Clarky. Um, I'm going to talk you about. Can, give me some no, of these. I, I, I missed one off the list, which I actually wanted to talk about. Um, I've been playing on StarCraft Two uh, a little oh, bit okay. more because. Uh, Toad guy off the forums actually been teaching me how to become a better player, and uh, I had a sort of a two-hour mess around with him, and wow, I just kind of realised how rubbish I've been playing this game. <laughs> um, so I've always, with that type of game, I've always had my set way about doing things. You know, you'll I basically build build everything I need to build, and then sort of turtle myself inside my base until I built up a mass army. But uh, he's been showing me off the uh, all the building side of things like you know build three barracks right control click and <laughs> control click that to your barracks so you can build five soldiers at once i was like whoa 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 you know slow down slow down but uh no it, it sort of really opened my eyes as to why they call this an e-sport because uh i was getting tired after that first uh, that first <laughs> lesson when they say i'm there trying to click it looking at my keyboard clicking on all these different things and i'm thinking oh my god i'm never gonna be any good at this but uh no it it, it came together towards the end of it and we uh we had another do on it with uh, Toddy was there and uh, Nefirion off the uh, off the forum as well. Um, sort of Todd Gar took over teaching Nefirion what to do, teaching basically teaching him what he taught me and uh, I sort of just stayed in my corner building my base up and uh, obviously it paid off because I was kind of ready to destroy him after about twenty minutes. Because so. I've always liked these, I, I like the look of them. And I used to, I, RTSs, I'm, I'm awful at. I'm really really bad at them. Um, I used to, I mean, I started on games like Sudden Strike, um, World War II sort of RTS games, and I love those. Things like Company of Heroes and things like I love them. I can't do future ones, I just don't, I can't get my head, doesn't kind of equate to all the new kind of weapons and alien races and things like that. I just don't, it, you, do you know what I mean? It just doesn't, Yeah. I can't kind of get my head around it. But I love things, I love like Second World War RTSs, but I can't play them for shit. I'm just absolutely. I play them like I play COD. <laughs> Straight line, run, shoot everything, throw all my grenades at the same time, you know, and then wonder why I'm restarting the level 30 seconds later. Um, I I would love to learn how to play games like that, but I just haven't got well, the patience and the time. It it, it was an eye-opener. Like I say, I've, I've been playing RTS games in pretty much the same way since year dot. And yeah. Obviously, realised in five minutes how crap I've been playing it. Playing it. Yeah, it's, it's, it is strange though. I mean, the competitive scene, particularly for StarCraft um, and its sequel, kind of retake it to a different level that, and a level that I deliberately start, try, try and stay away from. I think that the the, the professional um, players, I think, do between like 120 to 200 clicks a, a minute. Second. Oh, right. Yes. Uh, I mean, but that thing that's, that's a lot. I mean, they literally this click 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 click. Can you get mouses with turbo buttons on them? Like you used to, be, <laughs> you know, game pads used to have like that turbo function. No, I can't think why well, you'd need it. Because well, if you're doing that, so a click every half second. That's it's it's key. You, know I mean? you might like as well have some kind of, and things as well. You must have I mean, some kind of turbo boost button. I mean, after what Tori was showing me, and the mouse pretty much. <laughs> Almost becomes redundant for anything other than moving units about. It's all it's all done by a keyboard. No wonder all these bloody people keep breaking their mice. That's all I'm saying. No, he's he, he's, he's a very good te- uh, teacher. So and how much is Starcraft Two at the moment? 
Um, she's usually it's a, is it still fairly high? Yeah, yeah, it maintains it's one of those games that maintains its yeah. high retail value. It's about thirty quid new. If you have a look around on some of the code sites, I picked it up for twenty two pounds. I can't remember which one right. it was off. Um, it, it, it was some legitimate. Oh, no, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Carry on. You can you, you can download a demo of arms, eh? Oh fuck off! <laughs> the, first, uh, the first five. Uh, You're just getting revenge. I, I absolutely yeah. So yeah. I'd, I'd recommend you give that a shot. I mean, Proton's liking it very much, and I want to get like the that. next game on your list, and just with the one caveat of why. <sighs> yes. Picked up Aliens Colonial Marine on the PC. No, let's never speak of it again. I oh, know, no, come on, no, like, I like, you, like, you, you have to talk about it. You have to talk about it because I saw I, the, after the thread of the forums that you still buying it. I, I I want you to please dig yourself out of it. Um, well, from the cost so, side of it, did you did I, you buy this game having read all the reviews about it? I was a victim of the harp. Yes. Um. Fortunately, it technically didn't cost me anything because uh, I traded in a load of games at uh, my local game and they were offering, a, I think it was a 30% extra rebate on your trading if you uh, if you ordered a, pre-ordered a game. So I thought, well, I'll pre-order Colonial Marines. And he's like, well, what platform do you want to? And I said, the PC. And he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, just, I thought, there's nobody going to a shop and buy PC games anymore? No, uh, no not anymore, I don't. Yeah, but uh, no, it's it's disappointing from the hype that was about it. I was I was willing to give it a chance the first few days I have it, and then all of this crap started coming out in the news about how you know all of that early footage was obviously not a true representation yeah, of the fact. Yeah, that means yeah, that was probably the snidiest thing, wasn't it? That they did that I kind of. Why they're bringing out a bad game? I mean, they brought out no, but no, but it's pricey. But it's the the fact that they, you know, they did that was just. Yeah, I mean, going out with um, versions of the game which are uh, superior to what the actual game looks like, and then say, I mean, uh, and then backtracking, that's pretty pretty shitty. It's very. Glitch, yeah. I've, you'll have seen a lot of it uh, reported, well, reported on site. So characters sort of running through one another and aliens and are standing land. still while you pummel them well, out of. Bullying. Yes, um, I mean it's only redeeming feature. I, w- I would have to say now is the amount of obvious research that went into it. Mm. It is very, you know, y- y- you can tell it's a it's a sequel to Aliens. There's there's lots of little bits in there that make you think, oh yeah, I remember that from the movie. I just don't uh, understand how they balls it up. It's an Aliens game. How can you balls it up so much? It's because not... they were too busy making bloody Borderlands, weren't they? Yeah, <laughs> but what about, I mean, the thing, the only thing that interests me about this, I'm not, like I say, I'm not a horror person. I couldn't play through an Aliens single player game. But the multiplayer, and playing it with co-op, I would be interested in because that kind of it's like Left for Dead. I can play Left for Dead. I don't really class it as a horror. Yeah, game I, I haven't actually had to go on online. Because no it, one but, else was uh, stupid enough to buy it. Or... Well, exactly. Yeah, there was all of this. Oh, I'm getting it on PC. I'm getting it on PC, <laughs> and it, it turns out I'm the only bloody one that bought it. <laughs> I should have gone with the Xbox I version. I'd be interested to see what it plays like in. in, in no, it, it looks uh, it looks quite fun. I mean. That was that was sort of part of the draw for, uh, for the game for me was all of this you know you four four of you you with four of your friends you've got to you know seal doors as you go just yeah. like in the movies that's that's sort of one of the bigger fields. If, if I saw that and I thought you know, it's, it's one of those kind of games you wish they'd bring out 
different, you know, sort of like Aliens, Cloning Marines. Single player will cost you 15 quid. Multiplayer will cost you a tenner. Co-op will cost you 750 or something like that. You know what I mean? You can sort of pick and choose yeah. which element you want. But I if, mean, it, if it ever dropped under a tenner on Steam, I'd pick it up just for the, for the co-op. Well, that's that it. It's, it, it. It's only redeeming feature is I did get the PC version. So if I ignore it for 12 months and go back, I'm sure somebody will have modded the hell out of it and fixed it. <laughs> <laughs> It's possible. It's probably. I think it depends how, how they design the uh, the engine for it. I mean, I just recommend just people go out and buy a Jaguar and just play the uh, the the original one that, that yeah. from when I was a kid because <laughs> that was a uh, that was great at the time. At the time. Yeah, but still, I mean, the whole concept, the things that excited me, there's still the things that would only get me excited about this one, which is the kind of the motion tracker and that kind of. Yeah, yeah kind of noise. It's, it's all and, audio with that bloody game. It's all audio. It's a yeah, mess. That, it really that's is. it. Yeah, I mean the motion tracker is quite good in the fact that it's not constantly equipped. You sort of have to lift it up, pressing one of the shoulder buttons on the pad, and while you're using the while you're using the motion tracker, you, you can't, can't fire. Shoot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that, it's the game that, that Wii U was made for, isn't it? Really? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, had had it been not a completely shonky product, that'd have probably come across a lot better than it has done. So after after playing that, you then thought you needed something proper scary to get your teeth into, and you went out and got Dead Space Three. I did, yes, um, and I absolutely loved the game. Uh, I think I'm about two missions from the end of it now. Um, it's not as linear as the previous two. There are some you've, optional side missions. There's also some optional, well, I say optional, some missions you can only do if you're playing it as co-op. Um, but no, it's it, it's not as sort of jump out of your skin scary as the previous two. But it's you kind of with the character on it. It's old hat to him, isn't it? Mm. You know, you, you know when you you hear you hear a sudden scuttling about, or there's a dark corner. You, you you're basically pointing your weapon, waiting for something to jump out. But no, it's uh, it, it, it's a great game. I don't think it deserved a lot of the flack it got for being sort of a rip off of Lost Planet. There's very very little in it that sort of make you think oh this this is just like lost planet on the xbox is i think you found one gigantic creature uh, and that's it and the way that pans out sort of more reminds me of a scene from gears of war where you're actually inside the monster than anything else so no uh really enjoyed that game i would recommend anyone pick it up uh, you, what about if you haven't played the first two uh it's is that very, one of those ones you have to really no, it, get the most out of? Yeah, it's it's very story driven. You you definitely need to play the first two. I mean, the f- the first ones. I mean, I'm not playing them. You know, I'm just. No, just, no, I, I understand you won't. <laughs> <Soft one>. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's it, the first one was was great. I, I know it's not a survival horror in the strictest sense, but it sort of kind of made that sort of game scary again. Uh, scary again after Resident Evil sort of lost its steam. So uh, yeah, I strongly recommend it. Um, please somebody else buy it on the Xbox and play court with me on it when I finished it. Uh, and then you, you travelled across consoles and, and hit up Infamous 2 on the PS3. I did. And this is one of the reasons I'm so glad I picked one up so late in its lifespan. Because it was free as well. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't believe I let a game like this pass me by. It's absolutely fantastic. Is it good, is it? Having yeah. never, I've never played an Infamous game. I've had a PS3 since. No, not me. It, it, it is... Yeah, it's, it's almost like playing, I don't know, Grand Theft Auto, but you've got superpowers. Okay. It's uh, very story, well, it is story-driven, but you've had an absolute rake of sad missions. There's, uh, yeah, it's it's a great game. I'm really enjoying it. I just, like I say, I can't believe I let that one pass me by because it's just the sort of thing that's right on my street. 
don't know. And then, then mm-hmm. we get to the bit you're going to blame me for spending 80 of your quid on. Which one first? Should we, go, should we go with Nino Cooney? Go on then. Yes, I picked up Nino Cooney after seeing certain people pouring over just... it on the Yeah, I know it wasn't just you. We must, we must apologise in advance to the listeners. This is going to turn into a bit of a JRPG section. So you might want to skip on 10 minutes. Uh, can I skip on 10 minutes? You can skip yeah, on 10 you, minutes. You want, you want to get a drink, please. Go and have a coffee, come back, maybe a slice of cake. <laughs> no, no, I can just sit there and, and throw stuff at you from the stands. <laughs> Look, you're talking to somebody, me, who has never played a JRPG in his life before and has never wanted to. And then for absolutely no reason at all, goes and buys two in the space of 10 days or something. I just don't understand it. And two, two of the largest ones you could probably think of. As Pretty well. much. Um, so um, you might as well kick on with, with um, Nino Cooney, Clarkie, and we'll, we'll get on with that. Well, I haven't. I mean, I've, I've always been a big fan of the Final Fantasy series. And uh, to be honest, some, I, I had heard about this before, but I sort of let it pass me by. And then I picked up the PS3. I saw everybody pouring over it and I thought oh, this looks really good it looks like one of those games that's going to sort of bring back those fond memories of spending 50 or 60 hours plowing through Final Fantasy 7 and uh, sure enough it delivers what an absolutely beautiful game it is as well it does look good it's, it's Studio Ghibli isn't it and it's um, I think a few people have had problems with the first hour because it takes so long to get going and it's it's pretty much all cutscene um, is it really the first first hour the first hour kind of is it sets the story up and it's there's a few bits you kind of basically you run from your house to the store or back again or you know to the there's very little kind of gameplay um in the first hour which has put some people off but actually that builds it up into so for me it's it's brilliant because having never played a jrpg before it walks you through the first stages of learning about your familiars which are basically you know your pokemon if you like from my <laughs> understanding of it i don't know i've never played a pokemon game but you know i don't it, get it, it i've is, always yeah. been confused by the combat system in these you watch videos of it and you just go it looks fucking messy it's just all sorts of shit going on on the screen you don't know what's happening lots of you know wow bang it's like an old 1960s batman thing with lots of zap pow thing you know that's that's what it looks like and then i started playing this and it is brilliant because it it builds you in there it gets you sucked in with the story it's the, the cutscenes are beautifully animated you don't mind the fact that it's you know nearly all cutscene for the first hour because it is just beautiful it really is gorgeous and then you get into the world and you start taking over and it teaches you very very nicely really smoothly how to how the combat works and then gives you one familiar and then gives you two a bit later on and kind of builds it up really really nicely so for an amateur like me it's brilliant i absolutely love it 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 is when you when you play one of those jrpg style games you sort of in it for the journey and i think it just does it so well with the fact that i'm constantly stopping and having a look look around at the scenery and everything it's just so well drawn and animated i mean when you when you first enter the uh, the sort of first village in the other world and you're walking up to that castle, I just thought that was absolutely it's fantastically beautiful. well. It's, it's stunning. It's a beautiful looking game. I mean, the, the town's quite small. We're not talking. It's kind of not like um, walking through 
any any of the kind of big cities in in, in Skyrim, but it's it's just beautiful. And you want to go and have a look in every house and everything. You can't, but you know you want to because it's just it's it's just it's such a happy game. And no, it's, it's it's not. That's a lie because you get some very tragic moments within the first half an hour of the game. But it it it's beautiful. It's bright. It's cutesy but not in a oh god I'm going to be sick kind of way and it's a complete departure from any kind of game that I've been playing for the last 10 years you know it's just really really nice it's a good place to spend some time absolutely so uh, yeah I look forward to pouring another what 60 70 hours into yeah. that one <laughs> we liked it so much we went out and bought Persona 4 Golden as well <laughs> yeah I, 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 I had uh, I'd Discipline myself into not picking this game up, given that I just bought Nino Cooney and the size that that game is going to be. And I noticed you and it was Cube, wasn't it? We're talking about it on Twitter on Saturday, and I sort of, I thought, no, I'm not going to buy it. And then you picked did, my Vita. You got an awesome deal on that. I was really surprised by that. Yeah, I, I picked I my Vita. Pre-order from ages ago. Um, this is a Vita game for anybody who's, who's not turned off yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I have had it on pre-order for ages ago, for, I think a shop to for about 37, 38 quid or something like that. Yeah. And you picked it up on PSN for 35. As yeah, a digital sure. download, I thought. Well, that's it. I, I sort of clicked on there and looked at it. I thought, that's not a bad price. I mean, to be fair, the PlayStation Store, especially on the Vita, the price is... Oh, good. I mean, fair enough. Some of them are... I mean, that... Call of Duty games forty four ninety nine. Well, you 60 quid on PlayStation. Well, yeah. So shouldn't I shouldn't get too excited about it, but a lot of them. No, a lot of them, especially some of the Vita titles, are quite competitively priced compared to you know what you're paying going out to the shop and picking one up or ordering it online. It's so. ridiculous because this 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 big envelope drops through my door, which is like a proper an envelope you'd normally get like a DVD box set in. Yeah, you get the tiny little Vita case, the the games case, which is you know um, with the absolutely minuscule card inside. Up, there's a fucking little tiny SIM card in there, basically. And you're like, what a complete waste of fucking package. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. But anyway, enough about that. The game itself. Um, oh, I've, it's brilliant, I'm, isn't it? It is, yeah. I mean, I've, I've, well, I've played my fair share of uh, sort of Japanese RPG games, but this is... Uh, I, mean, I mean, it's almost... It's almost I, I'm almost enjoying it by the fact that you're basically... I don't know, I'm vicariously reliving my teenage years through my Vita. <laughs> so, no, it is, I mean, it might be difficult for some people to sort of pick up on all the lingo and all of that because it's, obviously it's based in Japan or in a sort of quiet Japanese suburb. But, I mean, I have watched a lot of anime films over the years. I, and, don't, I don't think it is difficult to get into. I think it's fairly yeah. straightforward so far. I mean, I'm only, you've surpassed me. Now. You've gone past where I got, I've only played it for about three hours or two and a half hours or something and I've basically got about six in it already <laughs> I mean, I've, I, you know yeah, you probably work quite a fair but I've had no problems with, with um, the gameplay or anything like that I totally get it totally understand how it works um, I've just sort of gone through the first dungeon if you like if that's what I want to call it the place you get drawn to yeah first proper fight with my Again, I don't know what you call them, the personas, yeah, which is exactly the same as familiars in Nino Kuni, which is yeah, like yeah, yeah, Pokemon. <laughs> so, yeah. um, and I've just come out of that and um, seem to kind of understand that completely. My only concern with both these games is when I start getting more people in my party, and I don't know how much I have to kind of micromanage them, and that's that's. I'm worried about that. I'm worried about the fact that I'm going to get to the point where I have to sort of play for 
all the other party members as well or I'm hoping the, that you can just set up their tactics they usually they're usually quite forgiving those sort of games in that respect it's, you've got the option of basically giving them a basic set of commands and letting them follow that you can you'll quite easily be able to get through the whole game just playing it that way as you well that's from experience that's usually how how they sort of work out in that type of game well, no, I don't think uh, we should um, ball, ball beastie anymore with all this. Uh, <laughs> you never played a JRPG then, BC? Which oh, no, I have played considered... some in the past. Yeah, okay. It's just I can't be asked them anymore because they're, 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 I mean, we talk about kind of the repetitive nature of what Skyrim is and I've just played too many Final Fantasy games um, in the past and just realised, like, oh, I can't bother with it. I mean, don't wrong, I, I think the I love the art style of Nina Kinney, how that kind of looks. Mm. Um but I'd much rather it was on my PC rather than a PS3, to be honest. Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, a lovely kind of like, proper kind of high-resolution image on a, on a on a nice monitor would be a lot more appealing to me. How, how much do I want that Wizards uh, compendium thing, though? A real <laughs> solid a, copy of it. There were a few still lying around in stores if you can get hold of them. I think Grand is, is, is that a collector's version or something? Yeah, they do. They do a, basically a Wizards version, which is um, the game plus a a plush toy, you know, a soft toy of one of the characters, but it also comes with the wizard's book, which, um, when you're playing the game is kind of your journal and it has every, you know, it's, it takes all, all the characters that you'll meet have, it has the history of them in there. It has, it's, it's what, what do they call it? It's, it's your compendium kind of thing. Basically it, it tells you all about all the spells. It teaches you all these things, but they've done a proper sort of book of it. Yeah. Right. It's the, the in-game version. So you unlock it as you go, go along and play the game. Whereas if you pay, I think it's nearly, I think it's just over hundred quid for the special edition. You basically get the book from the beginning, if you will. Mm. And it just, uh, I see, right? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just looking at Amazon, hundred and thirty nine pounds currently. I, mean, I guess that's through the Jeez. marketplace. It must be because we were talking about seventy quid. <laughs> yeah. when it was released, so it's, it's yeah, okay, damn, that's important. Um, so just to kind of interrupt um, after that, I was just I've posted a link to you guys as well. We obviously were talking about. Um, Aliens, Colonial Marines, and the price dropping. I just managed to find a price of fourteen ninety nine. Shit, really? Okay. Yeah, fourteen ninety nine already for a a, a CD key. Uh, okay, well, I'm, I'll, I'll wait for the. Like I said, I'll wait for the, the ten pound. <laughs> yeah. If, if, if anyone on the forums interested, I've got a copy of Aliens, Colonial Marines for sale. <laughs> <laughs> um, so those those two things, uh, and that's pretty much sucked my life away for the last week, but. Previous to that, um, I picked up one of my old favourites, which was Boulder's Gate. Um, oh, did I you get the the, um, the enhanced edition one? I did. I got it on the iOS. Um, and and it's it like? very good, but bloody hard, really yeah. hard. Um, I school, totally forgotten how hardcore this game was when I started when I was playing it like back in ye olde days when it first came out and it's really slow and difficult and you have to remember everything um you know and you're just kind of constantly having to do lots of party management and it's it's really really hard because well, it's so easy these days <laughs> it's, well, I think that's the thing I think that A we're kind of used to games being a little bit more forgiving but B and those but they're from the back in the days where games didn't micromanage very much for you. you used to do you have to do a lot of it yourself 
Um, and I think that it's kind of game design's definitely got definitely got more refined. You could argue whether it's better or worse, but it's definitely got more refined in the kind of last um, 20, 10, 20 years. But um, that's kind of the reason I haven't picked it up. I just thought I I don't know if I can get into a game I don't like this again. I'm not going to play it for much longer because I remember how long it took me the first time round. Um, right. And you know, it's just one of those things you would have to play it. I I reckon you probably have to play it in two hour bursts. You probably have to play it three times a week to be able to keep up with the story and remember all the sort of bits and pieces. You know, it is that it, for me, that's how I'd have to play it to get through the story again. And I just haven't got the time. I know that I'll I, I play it for two or three times and then get lost and and drop it for a few months and then try yeah. and get back to it and be confused by what the hell's going on and what the controls are and all this sort of stuff. You know, but for um, an iOS title, I mean, I know we're talking about, well, it's more than 10 years old now, this game. It's brilliantly done. The conversion is awesome. So if you are into okay. these games, and you know, it does follow the FACO rule set pretty you know, straight down the line. If you're into that kind of thing and you want your own Dungeons and Dragons adventure that you can kind of walk around with, it's absolutely perfect. I'd highly recommend it. But just be prepared. This is the hardest of the hardcore of D&D on iOS and PC mm. that I've ever played. It's, it's, it's very, very good. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you pretty much you've confirmed my fears with it. And the reason I haven't bought it was just for the things you've said, which is uh, interesting. So, um, yeah, there is that. That's pretty much all I've been playing. But considering we've been going nearly an hour and we haven't even got yeah, on playing, we've been all right. But then we haven't been on for a while, so I guess no, that's, that's all no. we need to worry about. Lots of gamage to talk about. Absolutely. Um, let's get back on to. Yeah, I was going to say, don't, don't, don't take too long, John, because I've got soccer practice and drama club to be getting on with on Persona, so. Oh, <laughs> let's crack on with projects then Beastie you might as well start off on this one Um, because I'm pretty sure Clark has got nothing else to do but pursue his high school career in Japan absolutely so Beastie you might as well take it away because you touch on something um, earlier um, yeah as well so you might as well yeah I'll go uh, well we'll go to that first Um, you basically mentioned that I had Stipping Dogs was the first kind of game that's really kind of kind of came my uh PC. I mean, I'm running at quite a high resolution at uh, two five six side by ten eighty. Um, so it's like the, the ultra widescreen, um, which I mentioned before. And Zoom um, Dogs definitely uh, taxed it. It was quite obvious. It was definitely slow down, and it was, it was quite noticeable. Um, I'm actually going to tweak the same running better. And I thought maybe it's time to properly think about getting a upgrade. Now I've got a seventy eight fifty. AMD, and I would highly recommend it. It's a, it's a good little card you can pick out for about 130 now, and it, certainly at 1080p, it's it's quite comfortable on high settings of pretty much it, most pretty much any game I've thrown at it. Um, now I was going to wait for the new um, 8000 series to come out, which is meant, meant to originally have come out this year. Now the rumor has has it that actually it might slip till next year. And that means I wouldn't be surprised if NVIDIA do very, something very similar, which will be a bit odd because it would mean that basically the top-end cards, because I can't even think of getting a 7970, and that's been out for a year already. So it could be the idea of it being two years uh, before the 
the, the high-end um, GPU gets replaced. It seems a very long time. Um, but I'm, you always get caught in thinking, do I, shall I wait? If, if I wait, I can get a better card for cheaper. I can get the new architecture. Should I want to get that? And I'm, I'm not certain. So I may go out and get a 7970. Um, but I don't know if I will or not yet, really. Um, first for one game to not run perfectly is not really good enough reason because actually I couldn't tell the difference between the high settings and the ultra settings on Sleeping Dogs. So, I mean, I'm probably making kind of a fuss over nothing, but it might be something I'll do. Um, and as, as, as anyone who's listened to this podcast before, me saying I might do something could well mean I'll order it tomorrow. Um, uh, <laughs> it's normally so, the way you do it, to be fair. Yeah. So I don't think I will, to be honest. I don't think I will. Yeah, you're, you're going to have to flog something to Vams in hell to pay for it. Well, the thing yeah, is, he's probably probably selling me his old card. I could. I could. Um, I, I, to be honest, I've actually got a five seventy graphics card kicking around, which I can I need to sell. Actually, I might chuck it on the um, forum for sale because it's been kind of sitting there and kind of not being used in its box for ages now. Um, anyway, uh, well, last time I was on, I can mention that about picking up a Blu-ray uh, drive for my uh, my silent PC, and I kind of mentioned that wasn't too sure whether or not there was any reason why there was such this price disparity between some one one and another. I, I, it must be just be the right of functionality triples the price, which is a bit odd, I think, but being such a great so increase. That? Yeah, it must because, be I mean, because I, I it works DVD perfectly. Drives came out, you know, back in your days, and even CD drives price when you know when they first came around, that was the price difference. You could pick up a, a CD drive or a dvd drive for 50 well 70 quid or something like that but your your writers would cost you more than double yeah, I, mean, I just it seems a bit odd that i can pick up a blu-ray drive for 25 quid but the writers are 75 quid it seems like a i think it's a huge story. yeah i think you're right in the fact that he's right but i don't think it's unusual i'm sure no, it's, it's my just... first dvd player you know in, in the computer and then having to buy a dvd writer and thinking jesus christ you know it, it, there is this huge step up in in price there yeah, I know. I just, I just wasn't expecting it to be like that. But anyway, I got, I got a, a this normal uh, driver. It's a light on um, brand. It perfectly fine. Works no problems at all. Um, I have to say, the software for running Blu-rays is god awful. It's just terrible. Um, what's depressing is everything I've read. So the whole software that came with it is some of the best stuff we can get for it. And I'm thinking, why can't it just work like a normal DVD? And there doesn't appear to be any it does bizarre things like it turns your Aero system on Windows 7 to basic while you're running a Blu-ray for some yeah, reason. Yeah, it used to do that with me as well. <sighs> any writing software does that to mine. But then oh, it, <laughs> it's weird, and I mean, it's just not very. It's it's a little bit clunky, old-fashioned to use it. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's a bit frustrating. I've definitely noticed there's, there's, there's going to be irritations about kind of getting back to where you were on the disc and stuff like that. And I just I'm just hoping I could find a way of getting VLC or some codecs for Windows uh, Media Player or something just to make it work a bit more smoothly. But I'm pleased I'm stuck with this piece of crap. Um, so drive wise, quite good. Twenty five quid or whatever it was. I can't really um, dismiss that. But the software for running Blu-rays isn't the best, to be honest. Um, but yeah, that's that's me on tech this week. I think that's pretty much it. I mean, the only thing I was going to add in on was about your, your GPU upgrade and the fact that, you know, I think Clark and I were saying we both run 
550Ti's. And considering I bought my rig less than a year ago, I'm already starting to think, oh, do I need, should I go? Because I think <laughs> Gibber's on the bloody forum, and he's he's running, I think, the same card as we were, and maybe even one above it. And somebody, who should remain nameless, <clears throat> yeah, decided that he'd go and pimp these new cards to him, and he's gone off and spent 300 quid on a new bloody graphics card. Yeah, sorry about that, Gibber. And... uh I'm now thinking, oh, Gibber's got a bloody 300 pounds on the card. Quite fancy a bit of Battlefield 3. And, and, yeah, um, I know, I know. But then I keep thinking to myself, you know what, I'm running it on the telly. So immediately, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to sort of think, well, I don't need a really powerful graphics card because I'm only running it in 1080p tops. And I, my eyes are old and I need glasses. So am I going to notice a difference anyway? Um, I don't know. I think I'm just going to hold off and wait and see what happens with when my PC gets to the point where it can't run games, you know, so it's, it's noticeable. There's a problem. So if I can't play far cry three in a, in, in a, in a kind of on that level that I want it to run at, you know, smoothly and looking pretty, then I'll buy a new, whatever it is I need to buy at the time. Yeah. But I think, um, I'm the, I'm not a graphics or I can't, I can't sit there thinking, Oh, oh, there's a bit, oh I'm sure I saw a bit of tearing there. I'm going to roll back me fraps and see what happened. <laughs> yeah, I, can't yeah, I, know, I, know, I agree. But okay, there we go. Um, movies, TV, books, comics, other formats. Please, Steve, you've got quite a list here. You, you might as well crack on again. Uh, yeah, I've, yeah, there's actually I probably have more. It's, it's just kind of things to bring up. Um, obviously, uh, one to bring up that, that would kind of touch the hearts of most uh, gamers is um, Pixar's latest release, and that's uh, Wreck It Ralph. Um, I'll be honest, I was a bit disappointed in it. <gasps> um, there's not as much sort of video gamey stuff as it made out I don't think in that no have you seen it as well then Clarky yes I have because I haven't yet I mean my daughter's only two so I couldn't even come up with that excuse to drag her across to see it so <laughs> it's um, it, it, it hasn't done for video games what Toy Story did for toys if that makes sense I mean right. it's it's nowhere near the same calibre I don't think you kind of went away thinning any better but it doesn't have that kind of charm I don't think that you had and then Outside of the first twenty minutes, really, the reference to video games are pretty few and far between. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's really just about this being this one particular video game, this one that really doesn't. I don't know why I went with this. I think it's called Sugar Rush or something like that, which is a kind of Mario Mario Kart esque, um, uh, kind of sweet based video game with little little girl racers made out of like licorice all sorts. Um, go karts. Sounds horrible. I, I don't think well, why. Why it's like they go when. Well, this is going to be really. We think video games are for boys, so let's try to counter that by making the rest of the content really girly or something. I don't know what. I don't know what they were thinking. Didn't really kind of hold together very well. Um, there were elements that certainly some great little gags and uh, seeing kind of Ryu in the background drinking at the bar in, a, in another video game is quite amusing and stuff like that. <laughs> um, and having the kind of, the, the villain kind of AA meeting um, where they're kind of talking about all their woes and the kind of how great it is to be, how great it is, but how, how suffering it is to be a, um, a villain is, is quite amusing, but it kind of, that's, it doesn't really have the magic all the way through for me. But as and a would, film itself. 
no, I mean it's it's okay. I mean okay. it's watchable, but I mean certainly I'll put it in the of Pixar films. Put it in the bracket with Cars. Oh, than, dear, don't do that. I hate right. Cars. <laughs> well, it's well, more in that a bracket. Strong word, but it was poor. It's it's more in that bracket than it is Toy Story or Up or Finding Nemo or something like that, which got kind of charm all the way through. Um, do you think any different, Clarky? No, I totally agree with you. Yeah, it, it was, was it the kids. It's one of those things. The kids love it, and it was bearable to sit through. Is I, it all, I quite, is I quite it all retro stuff? Is it all kind of like because it sounds like all the people I've known, uh, sorry, all the characters that have been mentioned, and this all seem to be kind of. 20 year old game characters is there any sort the, the, of there's a Marcus a very, Phoenix sort of you know sitting in the bar no, there's, there's a like. very very brief uh, I wouldn't even call it a cameo but nod to Metal Gear Solid did you spot that one Beast? Yeah, a cardboard box yeah, the, chance yeah you uh, pull something out oh, of a cardboard box and it makes a particular sound effect ah, okay but uh, no there's no there's no real new characters in it I mean the, the other sort of main game in it was Kind of a knockoff of probably a knockoff of Gears of War and Call of Duty, wasn't it? Was it Heroes Duty or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it was. I mean, to be honest, if you want to watch a kind of a, a Hollywood esque film that's got video game references, just watch Scott Pilgrim mm. Um, mm. because that's probably the best of a, uh, in, a in a kind of video game uh, style <laughs> universe. Or, or the Wizard. <laughs> the Wizard. You don't remember that one? I don't remember that one. The one I think had Fred Savage in it. it was, oh my uh, god! Fred Savage. It, it, it had the uh, it had the first ever footage of Super Mario Brothers three in it. That was it's kind of a video games related film, but so more of a family that. drama. Oh, you have to uh, you have to look that one up. But yeah, that was that was very much a that was very much a backed up by a Nintendo film. It rings a bell in the sense I remember something about the kind of that. Mary Brothers 3 being shown early but I don't remember um, so I remember seeing it myself um, anyway so Wreck-It Ralph uh, kind of not uh, not really can't give it a thumbs up um, I've just got two things both TV shows I've been watching over the la- um, last kind of few weeks which I, I can give both double thumbs up to um, first being the second part of series 3 of The Walking Dead um, yay Oh, it's been great. Uh, I'm so pleased that they've um, kind of tried to get back on the comic book things. There's a few, few things going on this season, which is a little bit weird. I don't want to kind of spoil it people with that, but the main character, Rick's behaviour has been a little bit odd. Um, and it doesn't form... I don't know why they're doing it, really, because it's not really from the comic book. So it's a bit, a bit strange, but it's been a, it's a cracking series. They're really throwing money, bit, money at it, it now. Kind of, it kind of is his behaviour, but it's sort of after the prison in the comic books, isn't it? Well, no, yeah, no, you're right, it is. But I'm, I'm talking more about the t- less about the telephone conversations to nobody, but more the the kind oh, of his yes. weirdness, particularly in the last couple of episodes. I'm like, he didn't do that in comic book. I mean, he's a bit bonkers, there's no doubt about it, but they're actually showing him as being, no, he's not bonkers in the sense of he's driven, he's bonkers, that he might actually be bonkers, and that doesn't really <laughs> relate that well in the, to the comic books. But... We'll see how it's going, but I can't recommend it enough. I mean, um, Vimesy, you mentioned don't like scary things. Have you been watching The Walking Dead? I can't remember. No. Oh, come on. Oh, you have no, to. Sorry. It's great. It's, Why? It just doesn't, it doesn't interest me. It just doesn't. I mean, I got, I've got 
Okay, the first... Oh God, this is... this. Oh, dear, I'm going to get saved for this. Walking Dead, the computer game. Uh, I finished episode two, and I don't really want to play it anymore. It just... <laughs> uh, it just doesn't... Oh, that made I, me want I, to play it more. That was such a great I, episode. It was just... Uh, I just don't know. It's, just got, it's got no pull for me there, really. Um, the comic books I've read through... Uh, I'm probably... The standalone's up to about... Uh, the 48th or 49th comic so you know about halfway it's probably less than that now but um and they're okay they're okay fine storyline but i don't really like that i don't like watching things that are unpleasant uh, kind of yeah i mean like there's enough fucking unpleasantness in the world do i really want to sit through a whole series two series now halfway through series three as you say of more misery not really um, you know, I, I just don't, I just don't like that kind of, why am I going to sit here and watch something that's just going to make me think, oh God, they're going to get eaten alive, they're, he's going to die soon, this person's, oh no, all the, you know, it, I just don't know, it just doesn't yeah, do it I for can, me. Yeah, I can kind of understand that, I mean, I, I, I can't understand it, but I can understand you feeling I mean, like I get, that. I get why people like it, and I understand why people like good drama and stuff like that, but it's just not, it's not really my sort of thing, it's just a bit too bleak, um, I think that's why I like it, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, God, there's something else I've got to put on my list, actually, that is also equally bleak, but amazing. And it goes in the other thumbs up. So Walking Dead, thumbs up. And uh, the next thing, which I... Actually, I'll go, I'll go straight onto, onto Ripper Street, which I've been really enjoying as well. Um, I got into it quite late and been kind of watching it on um, uh, catch-up on the, my uh, V-plus box. And uh, I think the last one in the series is tonight or tomorrow. Um and that's been a really good, really good series. Um, have either of you guys watched that? No. No, my wife started taping it, and then she basically um, <laughs> taping it. Well, you know, PVR, <laughs> whatever you call it. Yeah. <laughs> Just record and play at the same time. Yeah. If you remember what that is, then you, you, you're old enough to be listening to this. Um, yeah, she started recording it on the PVR, and um, she got to it through episode two and, and basically deleted it before I had a say in it. She didn't like it at uh-huh. all. It's quite uh, bleak as well, so maybe. Oh, brilliant! brilliant. I um, can't. Look, I can't watch Call the Bloody Midwife. So I'm <laughs> <laughs> upset about uh, that. So you know. I I, I, I really do recommend it. It's it's, it's uh, they've, they've they've commissioned it for a second series, um, which is great news. Um, it's not been up to Sherlock awesomeness, but it's got a really kind of nice. It's kind of set after the year after the Ripper murders and this kind of introduction of new techniques in policing and whatever else that goes along. Um, I mean, it's it's pretty rough around the edges and there's lots of nasty things going on in it. It's certainly not um, not very nice from the policemen, certainly as brutal as any of the, of the criminals, as you would imagine, um, over 100 years ago. But I would I would say if you, you can st- still on, if you still get episode one on um, Catch Up on V+, and I'm, I'm pretty certain you to do the same through um, the iPlayer, and I would just definitely worth checking out. Um, but it's not as bleak and as amazing as I've in, I've got to write it down. But um, is uh, uh, Black Mirror the uh, oh no see this second series? It's, Proton was waffling on about this um, last week on the show, and not about Black Mirror specifically. But I don't understand why people want to watch this rubbish. I don't get it at all. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's cracking. I, it's, um, it's not cracking. It's, it is. I'd say it comes from the mind of a madman. He's insane. This is, oh, it's great. I, mean, I, haven't, I haven't watched... I, I caught 
about three and a half minutes worth of it the other night when it was the one with the video cameras and the you know just basically everybody's videoing each other and this woman was being in some kind of I don't know it was just horrible. It was just why don't the one I did see was the one where the it was the first series and it was about the prime minister being blackmailed. To oh, that's also cracking as well. To own a pig, <laughs> and I'm just sitting there thinking. That was pretty best in the first series. Why? Would you um, think of... I just hated it. I really didn't like it. It wasn't, again, that wasn't particularly about the uncomfortableness. It was just, really? Why? This is just stupid. And I just... I well, just, it's all know. to do... I mean, it's all to do with the touches of, of modern culture and how people behave in the modern society. And it, I don't it, like modern is, society, I've decided. In, no, no, sure, but that's that's <laughs> the point. The point is it's the black mirror of society. It's the, it's the reflection of actually what's going on. And while it may be not happening now, it's kind of a this is all these different things are happening and as technology improves and as our behavior changes, these things become, uh, while extreme become feasible. And that's the whole point in the back. That's why I, that's why I appreciate is the fact that it's showing that side of things. I, I really do recommend anybody watch that. It's also, I think on 4ID, um, oh, it's, it's so good, but it is bleak. It is, uh, tough to watch but it's it's the, all kind of slightly science fiction in this album because they're, they're kind of near future but oh, they're definitely worth watching definitely mm-hmm. but as you mentioned you don't like scary things so maybe it's a bit too scary you're not Ooh. scary it's just it's that bleak <laughs> it's like things um things like the original day of the triffids even things like that i find uncomfortable i just think i don't this is just bleak and horrible and the world's going to end and everyone's walking around blind getting zapped by plants even things like that i find uncomfortable and don't really want to kind of watch i just think why why would i want you know depress myself <laughs> it's, just, it's a bit silly <laughs> i don't know that sounds a bit sort of you know oh, bloody hell john but you know it's that's that's kind well, of how wh- it is when, why didn't you Tell me what you've been watching and let's see if I feel better about it. Ah, oh, you, you want bleak and depressing? <laughs> then the takeover of the TV corporate world is what I've been watching. Um, I've been watching nothing. But what I did find was um, the Sky Sports TV app for my iPhone and iPad. So does that work with Sky? Um, and Sky <laughs> well, this is the brilliant something? thing. And I fucking wish I'd known about this before the NFL season finished, I'll tell you that. But basically, um, I got rid of Sky... Uh, Christ, before my daughter was born, so over two years ago, um, where I live, I can't get anything but satellite. Okay, I can't get Freeview, I can't get um, cable, I can't get anything. All I can get is satellite. So we had Sky for ages, and we were paying like 40 quid a month or whatever it was for Sky. And then we bought a free sat box um, because it made more sense. But what it meant is I lost my sports coverage. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that was annoying, but I could kind of have no time to watch the sport anyway because my daughter's around and it's like I'd much rather spend time with her than, you know, spending all Sunday watching football, which is what I used to do. And, um, but what I used to miss was like things like the NFL, which was on later and sort of go through from sort of six o'clock in the evening all the way through to about three in the morning if you wanted to. Um, you used to be able to get Sky through your. Sky Sports down through um, your laptop, not having to have to subscribe or anything like that. But they've changed that recently so that you have to subscribe to 
have a Sky box basically and subscribe to Sky to be able to get that service. My Sky, or whatever it's called, I don't know. Yeah. But then somebody tweeted at me the other week, just, oh, have you tried this? I was moaning about it or something, and somebody mentioned it to me the other week. There's a Sky Sports app for your iPhone, an iPad. And um, basically, for £5 a month, so it's a subscription based service, you can have Sky Sports 1, 2, 3, 4, ESPN. Um, Sky News, Sky Sports News on your phone streamed. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, you don't have to have Sky subscription to anything else. You have to have a Sky ID, which I've, I've had since whenever it go, you know, however long ago it was. Um, and you get, you know, £5 a month, you get all the Sky Sports channels, which is just like epic. It's bloody brilliant. Now, the caveat to all this is obviously quality, and it's not great. It's one of those annoying apps that, um, you know, when you put it on your iPad, it's in iPhone scale, and then you can oh, you right, know, bring okay. it up, which, which immediately you think, oh, fuck. I was tempted by it. And I know, just, I know, and I knew you'd it. say That's that. I knew, yeah. As soon as I said this, I thought, oh, he's going to turn off now. Um, and it is. The quality is not the best quality. But for what I want, which is every now and again there's a game on, and I think I really quite fancy watching that. Um, or I get, you know, half an hour to watch the end of a derby or something like that. It's fine. And for £5 a month, for me to be able to do that, brilliant. I'm all over it. And, um, yeah, it's, it's worth checking out. It, you know, the, like I say, the quality isn't great, but it's, it's definitely watchable. And um, it's certainly, I've had streaming sites that are a hell of a lot worse. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely worth a go if you're into sports. I might, you I don't might just sports. try it just for a month to see what for it's like. For a fiver, it's, it's worth a go. I think if you are as you possibly are a graphics connoisseur, then maybe not for you. But for me, it's, you know, Joe mm. blogs in the street. It's absolutely fine. And that's pretty much all I've done. Everything else has basically been, um, Japanese and involving personas, familiars <laughs> or Pokemon. <laughs> anyway. So, um, right. Well, crikey, we're, we're getting up to proton standards of length coming up here. So, um, let's move on quickly then into, uh, the news. um, Beastie, we're yeah. going to have to talk about it, aren't we? We are going to have to talk so about I'm, it. So I'm, I'm relying on you to put a bit of PC spin on this. I've, yeah, I can definitely put PC spin. Basically, right. So obviously, the big news, and I think it does affect us PC gamers, is of course the PS4 announcement um, last Thursday. Um, now I've been trying to can actually get there's a lot of fluff about people going on and there seems to be a lot of conversation about the amount of ram the machine's got i'm kind of surprised by the amount of attention that's getting it seems i suppose it shows where how far consoles are behind pc in that regard <laughs> but then, i mean articles going on eight gig of ram i'm like yeah that's like 20 pounds wow ddr5 <laughs> that is oh yeah loads of flops <laughs> oh, those flops are, those all those flops are terrified um so yeah so basically i've tried to break down from what i can gather um what this what the system is going to roughly going to be like so they pretty much announced this an amd based eight core cpu again there's vagaries around really how much power that's going to put out obviously amd are quite far behind intel on on their um, specs the gpu is meant to be based around the forthcoming um uh, 8000 series of amd mentioned what i mentioned before as a um, replacement for 
for my graphics card, but might be, might be next year. There could be a good reason if we've got, I've got the feeling that all consoles will be using the AMD platform. It could maybe be the reason why it's going to be delayed till next year. I don't know, but that they they reckon it will be roughly about the seven eighty seven eight fifty um, level graphics card, which is pretty much what I've got on my machine now. I'm trying to talk about getting rid of that. These are unrelated, by the way. Um, which is it's good to know. It's interesting. So you have a Blu-ray again, obviously HDMI output again. There's going to be this eight gig of DDR5 RAM in there, which is which is great because it means it's considerably more than the other consoles. Other things that'll be quite interesting, I think. I think the instant on um, thing we've been talking about, where you can kind of literally turn on straight away, and they do that already um, with the Vita, and it's brilliant. Um, you know, it really is good. Yeah. I, mean, I, 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 I would be. I'm a little bit skeptical. This is the one thing I'm quite skeptical about about what that really means. Uh, again, it must mean they're probably using um, some kind of solid state memory as well to make that really work. Because it's uh, be interesting to see how that if that really is instant on, um, or if it's a little bit of a kind of an Apple type slogan. Of, it's just a little bit exaggerated. I, don't but know, I mean, we'll the see. Vita, the Vita will boot for me. I mean, I was doing this just last night with. With Persona, and it was you know I'd left the game and I came back to it and I pressed my button and within three seconds I was playing. Now I mean that's not instant on, but that's within three seconds. I'm I didn't have to load the game up. I didn't have to load up a save. It's greatly improved, of course, over the current setting. I mean, it's one thing that surprised me is how. I mean, if I play FIFA on my 360, it just takes even with it installed on the system, it's like, yeah, why is this taking so, so long? I'm like, oh, for God's sake, I just want to play a game. And I, I think that, that it will be great, and particularly as the, the Wii U's ludicrously slow to do everything. Um, it's definitely a good feature. Now, they've got some strange things here, because PS4 won't be backward compatible with old games, but Don't you will better stream old games, which is... Mm. I have, a feeling that's, that I have a feeling that's going to be back catalogue of PS1, PS2 games. I'm not. I don't think that's going to be PS3. Um, maybe, maybe not. But, but I mean, that, that's it a, kind of yes. makes sense to me that that's the case. They might even do it with possibly with PSN um, classics, things like Journey and, and maybe um, Unfinished World. You know, the big the big sellers of the PSN because they're not going to run apparently on the PS4. But I yeah. imagine you could stream them. But certainly games games like the old PS1, PS2 games, if they came out and said, right, PS4 coming out, um, oh, and by the way, did you know there's 6,000 PS1 titles and 2,000 PS2 titles you immediately got access to via the streaming? That's like, okay. Yeah, I, mean, I guess my issue with that is they seem to be a little bit snide about people who are already involved in the PSN um, kind of ecosystem. from have a, They've already monetized it. They've already bought stuff. And... Uh, I think that I'm surprised you're being quite so flippant about that because if they said, oh, all your apps on the new iPhone 6, nothing will work on your on that, you've got to buy it all again, we would be pretty pissed off if that happened. I, I think so. I think that's different, um, slightly. Um, I think with games, you buy games for a console. Um, and I don't... I expect that when I move to another console that I will I'll have moved on. I'm not going to want to play... You know, at the moment, I'm playing um, Black Ops 2 on my 360. I'm not playing Black Ops 1 anymore, and that's the same generation. Yeah, uh, but know. what what if there is no good JRPGs? What if Nino Kuni 2's, like, four years away and he goes, you know what, I really fancy playing some Nino Kuni. Yeah, I kind of get that. I'm not that kind of gamer, though, really. I very, very, very rarely go back to games I've already played. 
Um, there are a few that I do that for, things like The Witcher. Um, I, you know, I'll play through that and things like Crimson Skies, which I just love. Um, and I got them on PC, and that's great because I, that, you know, I know what you're saying about that. But there are very few games, console games, that I think I really want. And if it, if it was a game I was that in love with, I would keep the PS3. You know, I, I, but I don't really. I know what people are saying all backwards compatibility, but let's face it. When the 360 came out, or even you know the PS3, I didn't play very many games at all, and it is more the novelty of it with the backwards. I think I put things like um, Shadow of Colossus in into the PS3, you know, just because I wanted to, but actually didn't really play. I only played to see if it worked. On the 360, I think I put in um, I don't remember what it was. Now it's probably uh, one of the old golf games, not the Tiger Woods one, but the other the other version because it's better. Um, and that was, a, but I never really played them. You know, it, no, that's, that's I, only no, for the first six months. Yeah, of your, I'm, your life. I don't, I don't see of your console life where people are kind of making that transition over. I can see why people might think it's important, and I think that's why they did it with the PS3 in the first place, where the first version came out and they gave you backwards compatibility, and then the next yeah. version came out and they stripped it out completely because nobody at that point is going to want to play games that are three years old, and that's maybe. That's just me, and I'm sure there are people that go, oh, I really do want to play these games. Well, I, that's I, great, but if you're that no, kind of person, I, you're going to keep I, the console anyway, aren't you? I think that's fine. I think it's more about the... Uh, it's the nature of, of how they're doing it. I mean, there still should be the facility. You own those games, and and you can access them through... The, I just I think it's a little bit it's a little, it's a little bit sly. No, 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 because you think about it. You think you talk about your, your thing about the Apple thing before. There are games mm. I can't run. If I went out and bought... Um, you know, uh, an iPad 3, or I went out and bought the new iPhone, what are we on now, 5? Five. Um, there are games that were released for the iPad 1 and 2 that can't, you know, that can't run games, uh, they don't quite work very well on the newest version of the iOS, I'm, stuff I'm, like this. I'm not aware of, of, I mean, I've not come across any games that don't necessarily run properly but i just think it's a bit weird and I, let's, uh, let's not caught up on that on that thing it's just a bit of a odd one mm. um let's get through the other couple of other things they've got on there um they're going to be have there's going to be an app on for the iphone ipad androids which will have work as a second screen so we're thinking maybe something like um the wii, wii u thing or the wii u yeah yeah um and there will be a kind of new kind of iToy style connect style feature which i'm the least excited about um but what i liked about when they did that with that reveal was they didn't do a microsoft they didn't come out and spend half an hour talking about this connect Two thing or whatever they just came out and they said here's a new controller um look it's got this it's got a shiny light on it it's got a touchpad oh and by the way it basically incorporates move they showed you a snapshot of this very connect like looking black box and then moved on and i'm Mm. fine with that i'm fine with that because it comes it's included it's part of the spec i don't have to go out and spend 120 pound on something that you know by the way if anybody is interested i have a connect for sales i get on the forum and ask yes i think i think the long and short of it's from a pc gaming point of view i mean i've said a, a while back that I think someone bought kind of a mid-range PC, and I said, "Listen, this this will pretty much carry you through the new consoles." And that's pretty much how it's kind of panning out so far. Obviously, the massive variable yet is we don't know what the price is going to be, mm. um, and I, I find it very hard for an opinion one way or another until that's announced. Um, for me, this feels like there's been. I think the pre-order prices on out there now are about four hundred pounds, and I'm yeah. 
wouldn't be surprised if that is the true price um, at all. I think the Guardian um, reporting they were thinking they, they they reported that Sony were considering a three hundred pound, and it's like, well, yeah, you can consider it and then dismiss it out of hand. <laughs> I can't yeah. see this coming out for less than the Wii U. Let's put it that no, way. No, I, I, I honestly can't. I mean, uh, that was all, and this is where the battle really has to happen. Is what happens with the three sixty? I can pretty much tell me have very similar specs. This I'm not be any particular shakes or surprises, no, no. but what will the price difference be? What, how will the network op- options work? How will Xbox Live? People be talking about Xbox Live and PlayStation Plus, but Xbox Live has made Microsoft a lot of money. Mm. It's been really, really big for them. It's been, they, it's been one of their sensations. But that's what they've got right this generation. I don't want to harp on about this too much because you know PC-centric and all that. But the thing about... I mean, I, my, my Xbox Live renewal was up last month. Uh, actually a couple of weeks ago and um, I really am denied about whether I wanted to do it again and the only reason I resubscribe to it is because I have a, a key group of friends who play on Xbox and that that's it Sure. but my thinking about the next set of consoles is depending, obviously we don't know anything about release dates, we don't know anything about price points so let's get that out of the way, but if they both came out on the same day for a rough same price at the moment Microsoft are going to really have to up their game for me to want to have their console first because as far as I'm concerned Sony came out and they said and they mentioned it again I cannot count the number of times they mentioned Gamer and they talked Mm -hmm. about the Gamer and they talked about it constantly and consistently and they put this PS4 up and they said this is like here's the PS3 you don't like this, you didn't like this, you didn't like this right, we fixed that we've made this work as you wanted it we've listened to you we've done what you want to do if microsoft come out on their reveal and they turn around and go hey guys we've got a new app where you can watch netflix while sitting in the bath you know <laughs> i don't give a fuck i don't want another bloody family entertainment thing sitting under my telly i've got yeah, four um... of them i don't need that what i want you to tell me is how as a gamer are you going to meet my needs how are you going to make it better for me and if all they could turn around and say is hey we've got party chat but you have to pay forty man a year for it. Later. Yeah, yeah anyway. absolutely. Yeah, it, it doesn't have the same draw it had now. What with sort of the PlayStation Plus subscription. Yeah, I mean that's made a huge difference to the console, kind of the console fight about it. But also, interestingly, and this this leaks in slightly to to what we were talking about uh, before we came on about the um, the Steam news, which is. The Armor Three is coming out as a Steam exclusive, mm. and you know I said to you before we said I can't remember. I think this is the only time, apart from things like Valve games themselves, that a game has been released as a Steam exclusive. Yeah, I'm not. I'm trying to think. I don't know for certain. I, I'm. I'm honest. It's not been. I obviously don't give a damn normally. So, um, I, I'm not sure whether it is. I mean, it's interesting because, um, they've obviously. They're, they're sticking with their PC roots quite a lot with it. It's been quite apparent by doing that. I think they probably have to. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Going by Armour 3's running specs, it's going to be fucking massive. But, but you're, you're probably right. Um, but, I mean, do we know if they're going to be bolting in DayZ as part of this? No, I, mean, I don't think so, because DayZ will be standalone by then, I yeah. There's actually a launcher for DayZ available through Steam now. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. It might actually get me playing it properly because yeah. I'm yeah. so much dicking around <laughs> trying to get it working. That's it. 
but it's, I just found it interesting. It was kind of like, hang on a second. So Steam, you know, we're talking about the Steam box and the query. People are still sort of, that seems to have been forgotten a little bit in the mix, but that's still on the horizon. And now Steam are starting to sign exclusives with developers. One mm. starts wondering about, okay, is this another step to sort of Valve getting in on that market? Well, what's what's interesting, I mean, obviously, there's obviously on the forums, there's a lot of talk about PC and console at the moment. And what's going to kind of, briefly go back to the PS4, is they've really designed that with PC in mind. It really yeah. is a very PC-based architecture. We should hopefully see from this a considerably improved ports from the last couple of generations, which have been really shonky ports a lot of the time. Um, with the Steam Box coming, I mean, there could well be a. Uh, if you bring PC gaming into it, because they're getting closer and closer in the sense of technology involved, it could be a four horse race in this kind of blurred PC console market. There could well be a well, five games, five horse race with Wii U. Um, the PC itself, the Steam Box, the 720, whatever it's called, and the PS4. Yeah. I mean, that that is completely possible. The only difference being being slightly a couple of quirks on the on the console side of things, um, but we're we're certainly getting the picture that 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 they're going to merge more and more and more. I think. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting year. I'm so hyped for this year. I can't wait. I'm getting really. <laughs> I used to get silly about it. I was kind of watching, it thinking it's on. I, you know, and I don't. I, I know I'm probably going to end up buying both of them knowing my bloody luck but I'm just getting so excited for this year and see what it brings not just for the consoles because I want to see how it pushes what the PC developers are going to do and how the PC is yeah. going to react to this because I do think people are you know people in the PC industry are a little bit scared because we're getting to the end of the cycle I think PC gaming has, has had this kind of upsurge in people you know, wanting to get into it. And you certainly see on the forum as more people are talking about getting into PC yeah, gaming and definitely. doing this and doing that. And part of that is the diversity of the games and the cheapness of the games on things like Steam and that. The, you know, I don't think as much of it is to do with the graphics and all this looks so much better. I don't think that's as much of an issue, but certainly the diversity and the cheapness of the games is there. And it'll be interesting to see how, whether once the new consoles come out, people go, oh, well, I can buy a new PS4 for £400 or I can go and buy a new graphics card for £300. You know, how that's going to play out and whether it's going to have any effect at all. So it's going to be a, an interesting year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what else? We got? Oh, yeah, the only other piece of news, really, and it's not really news, it's just a heads up, is that the new Far Cry 3 patch um, is, is coming out or just been released. I can't remember which one. But basically what it does is it allows you to, when you finish Far Cry 3, you've probably mopped up all the outposts that are there and there's not much left to do on the island. What this thing does is it basically resets all the outposts, so respawns all your enemies back again. So you've just gone through the story mode, you've just cleared them all out and now you can now turn them all back on again. So if you want to go mm. in there and have some um, you know, free-for-all fun, then, then by all means. But it also introduces a new difficulty level called Master, um, which basically makes the, uh, from what my understanding of it, is the, the animals more brutal, uh, more deadly, more vicious, and ups the aggression factor by about 10. So if you've not had enough Far Cry 3 yet, well, <laughs> you can have even more fun with it now. Hmm. Um, and that's basically the news. If someone else has picked up anything in the meantime. The only other thing I thought I'd mention um, just popped in my mind, uh, and I, it's only because I've pre-ordered one of the only games I've actually going to probably pre-order this year and I have done in the last year was um, Bioshock um, Infinite purely because I really enjoyed mm. the Bioshock series 
but they've got quite an interesting offer on Steam currently. Ah, uh, this is the the pickup, the original and stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Um. Basically, I it's so the game's out in about a month's time, twenty sixth of March, and tw- you can get twenty nine ninety nine as a pre purchase, and if you it's got basically a pre pre purchase t- reward targets. So the rule one's already been complete, and you basically get a free copy of Bioshock, which of course everyone has. Um, the second reward gives you a load of Guffin, Team Fortress 2, tons of items for that. And the third one gives you a free copy of um, XCOM, XCOM um, Any Un- Enemy Unknown. Mm. So I think we're going to see more and more of these kind of offers coming I through. I have issues with this. I, I, I mean, I, I like the idea of it, um, but I have an issue with the fact that it's on Steam because of the way their unlock works. Um, yeah, the problem I have with the Steam version of it is that you can't cancel your pre-order. Yes. And now, obviously, I understand if you, you know, if I go out and buy a game and it comes. So, for example, I bought uh, Hitman um, and I pre-ordered that, and I got their Sniper Challenge game. And as soon as I basically took the code off Shop Two or whatever it was, it meant I couldn't then cancel my pre-order of game, which I totally understand because I've got content and I'm playing the content before, so, you know, why the hell would I be able to? But with this version, you know, you buy a pre-order on Steam, your money's gone, and regardless of any reviews it gets building up to it, you can't cancel that pre-order. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. I I normally would agree with you, and I rarely pre-order anything at all. Yeah, but if it's going to be Bioshock, it's going to be good, so I don't think you're going to lose out on this No, I don't think I am either. If it Um, wasn't for the fact that, you know, Bioshock, if you haven't played that by now, there's something wrong with you. XCOM I've already had, and it's an excellent game. So you're getting two excellent games there for effectively free, so you can't really play. And at least you can give those codes to somebody else who hasn't. Exactly, exactly. That's probably what I end up doing. Not that I'd find somebody who hasn't got Bioshock. Yeah, that's true. In fact, maybe maybe she's there as a competition on the podcast for trying to give it away. (laughs) Trying to give it away. Um... But yeah, there's anything I wanted to kind of say. This is quite interesting. I think I think you're right, and I kind of normally it falls into my sceptical kind of bastard uh, theories about this kind of thing, and it is kind of a cynical uh, way of kind of guaranteeing pre-purchases. But um, it, I, it's nice to get free crap if you're going to buy something anyway. Oh yeah, yeah I don't think we can argue with that. Um, so that's pretty much it, I think. Um, yeah. Releases. Uh, well, yes. The aforementioned Baldur's Gate uh, Enhanced Edition comes to the Mac, or it's come to the Mac, sorry, it came to the Mac on Friday the 22nd of Feb. So, uh, like I say, if you are really wanting to torment yourself, go forth and purchase, um, but gather your party before venturing forth. Um, if, God, if you can remember that line. Um, <clears throat> Crisis 3 is out, which yep. I've been hearing... I'll be honest, it's kind of completely slipping by, actually. I think I it has for a lot of people. It's snuck under a lot of people's radar. Um, so I don't I don't really know what to think about it, really. I mean, I wasn't particularly impressed with Crisis 2, and I don't think Crisis 3 is going to do anything more for me. And then I think Metal Gear Solid Rising is out as well, uh, or has just come out. Yes, yeah. Uh, no, I think there's Brutal Legend coming out on PC, which isn't that, that I, I, strange I, rock game from Yeah, I was coming out on 26, ago. and I'm thinking, I wrote that down, and I thought, that can't be right. Brutal Legend? <laughs> That's like five years old or something. For the, you know, That was the Jack Black one, wasn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, exactly, yeah. Just, just fucking weird. So, um, <laughs> I don't know why that's coming out now. There's probably a story behind that. Um, otherwise, unless there's anything else, I think that's pretty much about it. Yeah, I think so. I think you're um, right. So, there we go. 
on that note, um, the usual closure stuff. Uh, if you want to support this podcast, well, I don't know about this podcast, but certainly the main show, um, and you are buying things from places like Amazon Shop to Play or whatever, then please do go to the forum, uh, well, the website, and, and use the affiliate links there. It doesn't cost you anything extra. Basically, you buy something, but before you go to buy it, you log in. Uh, through these these affiliate links it goes straight to the Amazon page you buy what you want it doesn't cost you anything else but what it does is we get a certain percentage back and it's a minuscule percentage but it does all add up um, please come and join the forum it is a good place to hang out um, we mention quite often that you know, a lot of part of our gaming lives is with people on that forum um, it's a really nice community really helpful um, it's one of the first forums kind of multi-format forums where I've gone on there hasn't been that kind of massive antagonism between console users and PC users and elitism and all that sort of stuff so it's, it's a nice place to be um, before I close out uh, Proton is going to kill me if I don't mention his competition uh, <laughs> it, don't ask me how he's managed to get hold of these uh, <laughs> not in Proton there's a completely well, story just, to it, it. He's just messaging me through Skype and asking me if he's had his mention. Oh, but yes. Um, <laughs> he somehow managed to get hold of 20 codes for Broken Sword on the iOS. Now, I don't know whether this is... There are, there are a couple of games, two Broken Sword games out on the iOS, both of which are fucking fantastic and do count in my probably favourite games of all times list, uh, which seems to change every week anyway. Um but there are 20 codes up for grabs. I have no idea what kind of competition to do with this. So what I'm going to say is when the MGP bits tweet comes out to tell you that um, the show is out, I'm going to nick this basically from the main show, retweet it. We will go through the retweets and the first 20 people to retweet the MGP bits release tweet will get a code for Broken Sword on the iOS. Um, and that's great because that means John has to deal with it and not me because he's in charge of the tweets. <laughs> <Stunning>. <laughs> so that's it. So um, apart from that, um, you can catch us on the forums. And I'm on Twitter at, uh, at Vibesy74. Clarky um, is... At Clarky Snap. And uh, Beastie. Don't tweet, as we, as we as, all know. As we all know by now. Um I'm not even going to bother with things like emailing us because you can't. Just get on the forum and talk to us that way. It's so much, much more fun. Um, I think that about wraps it up. Um, So, after all that, have a good week and we shall catch up with you whenever it is we catch up with you. Ta-ra! Bye! Bye!